and welcome to another episode of the Wake Not Woke podcast. I'm your host, Ben, the Conservatarian. And I want to start out by talking about Tucker Carlson and uh, Robert F. Kennedy. So on my last podcast, I talked about Tucker Carlson a little bit and the fact that he got fired from Fox News. But I also had mentioned that I thought that there were some other hidden things behind it. Well, come to find out, Fox still has him on a contract through 2024. But they're not going to keep him on a show. So I guess they'll just keep paying him. But it is pretty interesting that it goes through 2024. So you got somebody that has a voice for people that are conservative, but yet they're going to muzzle this guy and they're going to keep him from talking about it because they are controlled opposition. I've said it before. Fox News really can't be trusted. They get rid of Dan Bongino and Tucker Carlson. The two guys that I think that were the most outspoken against the establishment. And you have Tucker Carlson where he has his clip. And I talked about it on the last podcast. Where it literally got more views than Fox News got in an entire week. So, what's very interesting too, is he also released that at 8 o'clock, the normal time, East Coast, that he would be doing his show. So we'll see what ends up happening there, but there was a meeting between the Murdochs and uh, groups like BlackRock, Vanguard, and uh, Big Pharma. So we know that Big Pharma, they fund and sponsor all these shows all these all the news all the media all that stuff they're huge sponsors and you know that they're pushing the jab and you also know that there was pushback with tucker carlson and even dan bongino started talking about it so it is very interesting that you got the two top guys and they eliminate them because we know that the rest of the people that are on Fox News basically would fall in line with whatever Fox News tells them to do. Tucker Carlson, on his shows, most nights, Fox News wouldn't even know what he was going to be talking about till the day of. It's because he couldn't be controlled. So whatever he wanted to talk about, he'd end up talking about without getting muzzled too much. Now, like I said, he didn't talk completely free on Fox News, but unlike Sean Hannity, where he just falls in line, says whatever the narratives are, says whatever they want to push for that evening or that week or that month, he's in lockstep with them. They'll do whatever they tell him to do. So I think that it's very interesting with the fact that Tucker Carlson still 
has a contract with him. And I'm sure that it's because they want to keep him occupied. They want to keep him paid. And they don't want him saying anything about the upcoming election. Um, they don't want him involved in any of that. They don't want any analysis from him. Uh, they don't want any of this kind of stuff. And it is very interesting, but I really feel like he's going to come back in a big way because I think that uh, I think that he's awake to a lot of the garbage, a lot of the garbage that I talk about. But like I said, being on a uh, platform like he is with Fox News, he's still limited as to what he can say. But anyways, I think, uh, I think that it's very good for him. And then uh, I wanted to talk about Robert Kennedy Jr. And though I'm not a Democrat, I've never voted Democrat, I will say, in my personal opinion, I think he's probably one of the best candidates to run for the Democratic Party in a really long time. Now, we'll see what ends up happening because Joe Biden and the Democrats said that they aren't going to do debates. Well, I don't think that Joe Biden's going to get away with what he did in 2020. And I hope that even the people that are Democrats are going to stand up against this because there definitely needs to be debates. He can't be hiding in the basement. He can't be not having interviews and all the stuff that he was pulling in 2020. We cannot have a repeat of that. And he was in an interview with Lindsey Davis. And I'm going to play that clip here in just a minute. But basically, they're going right along with what Big Pharma says and the fact that RFK does not trust the CIA, and I wonder why. They killed his dad, and they killed his uncle. Would you trust the CIA after that? Now, mind you, RFK Jr. has been outspoken against vaccines. He wrote a book about it. I read it. He also has been outspoken about the CIA. And, you know, like I said, there's reasons why he could be a, a, a skeptic about it. But um, I'm going to go ahead and play this clip, the interview with him and Lindsey Davis. It's just that if you don't regard the same scientific authorities. Science is rarely static. There are very few scientific principles that are immovable. Science is dynamic. And, you know, look, I, I, you, I've, had, I've argued over probably or I've, I've litigated over 500 lawsuits in every one of those lawsuits. There are experts, authorities on one side and experts and authorities on the other that are saying the exact opposite thing. So, no, I don't trust authority. I need to see the details. 
We should note that during our conversation, Kennedy made false claims about the COVID-19 vaccines. Data shows that the COVID-19 vaccines prevented millions of hospitalizations and deaths from the disease. He also made misleading claims about the relationship between vaccination and autism. Research shows that vaccines and the ingredients used for the vaccines do not cause autism, including multiple studies involving more than a million children and major medical associations like the American Academy of Pediatrics and the advocacy group autism speaks we've used our editorial judgment and not including extended portions of that exchange in our interview so he's never he's never been uh for vaccinating people i mean he goes out and he starts talking about the science behind it and it's like where where's the science backing up that uh vaccines even work at all and we aren't even just talking about the COVID vaccine. We're talking about all the other vaccines that children are given all the time and all the adverse side effects. And so, you know, I don't blame, I don't blame the guy one bit because all you have to do is look into the data. I mean, these puppets from the mainstream media, they're going to say whatever talking points and they're going to back up whatever uh their boss wants them to say on the television but we know that uh these people are just puppets they're crooked and corrupt and they're told what to say and they just do what they're told so i commend him for uh being an advocate against vaccines i commend him for sticking up with the covid jab and uh and not, you know, going with the narrative. And then I'm going to play a clip of him talking with Tucker Carlson. And we are honored to have him on our show tonight. He joins us now. Bobby, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so you are, of course, being dismissed as a vaccine nut. But watching your announcement today, it wasn't about pharma even so much as it was about America's place in the world and what do we do about it. If you wouldn't mind summarizing for our viewers where you think we are and what you think we ought to do. Well, I gave a long speech, Tucker, and thank you again for uh, having me on. Of course. And for that very kind of an introduction. Um, you know, they, I think that the general theme of my speech was this corrupt merger of state and corporate power, which has, uh, which has gotten, uh, which is turning our country into a corporate kleptocracy into a system of socialism for the rich and this kind of a cushy socialism for the rich and this kind of brutal, um, merciless capitalism for the poor. Uh, it keeps us in a state of war. It bails out banks at the same time that it, it, you know, this month, last month, the United States government told 30 million people it was cutting their welfare, their food stamp checks by 90%. It took, it took 15 million people off of Medicare. The same month, it gave $300 million to the Silicon Valley Bank and tapped up the cost of the Ukraine war to $113 billion. We're sending $113 billion to the Ukraine. The entire budget of EPA is $12 billion. So did you catch that? I mean, I've talked about the Ukraine war and what a slush fund it is. And I've talked about the Silicon Valley Bank and how they got COVID money 
and you look and see what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. Billion. The budget of CDC is 11 billion. We have 57% of American citizens could not put their hands on $1,000 if they have an emergency. A quarter of our citizens are hungry. So we're cutting welfare and food stamps by 90%. And we're paying and we're bailing out the bankers. We're paying for a war that, you know, we, we can't afford. And, um, and with the way that we do this is by printing money. We've printed 10 centuries of money in the last 14 years. And that, is, that caused the inflation, which raises food, which is a tax on the poor. Oh, you know, we've raised food prices for basic foods like chicken, dairy, and milk by 76% in the last two years. And now we're cutting people's food stamps and bailing out banks the same month. It, uh, it doesn't make any sense. And we need to get rid of this kind of corporate control of our government. It comes from uh, this, you know, it, 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 our, our democracy is devolving into kind of a corporate plutocracy. I, I would think that what you just said, and, I, and I'll just be honest, I agree with most of it, um, but even if I didn't, I would think, boy, that's a really interesting thing to say. You have a coherent worldview. You've written a lot of books on these topics. You've clearly thought about it. You're not in it for the money. So don't these issues deserve a wide hearing uh, before the public entering a presidential year? It seems to me that they do. I would think they would, and particularly the issues of war. And, you know, my son went over and fought in the Ukraine. As I said today, I think we're, you know, people, the, the major doyens, sort of diplomatic, the most respected diplomatic gurus like Henry Kissinger and Jack Matlock and Larry Wilkinson have all said the Ukraine war is a huge problem for our country because it, from a geopolitical standpoint, it's driving the Russians close to the Chinese, which is the worst thing for us. But we're there for the right reasons because we have tremendous compassion for the Ukrainian people and the illegal invasion, the brutality, and also their valor and their courage. My own son was serving over there. He joined a special forces unit as a machine gunner. He fought in the Kharkiv offensive. Americans care about the underdog. They care about that kind of suffering. But the question is, why are we in the Ukraine? Because Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, said that we're there to exhaust the Russians. President Biden has said that we're there to, to, to de-platform, to depose Vladimir Putin. And if that's why we're there, and we're killing a lot of Ukrainians as pawns in a proxy war between, between two great powers. Here's one last thing I would say. Nobody talks about this. There's 14,000 Ukrainian civilians who have died, but 300,000 troops. The Russians are killing Ukrainians at a 7 to 1 to 8 to 1 ratio. They cannot sustain this. What we're being told about this war is just not true. No, it's not true. And I would hope, despite the fact you criticize their advertisers, other media outlets would have enough respect for our country and for its voters to give what you said a hearing, because I think it's really important. And we're, again, grateful that you came on our show tonight. You're always welcome. Bobby Kennedy, Jr., thank you. Thank you very much, Tucker. So I may not agree with everything that Robert F. Kennedy was talking about. I don't care what Harry Kissinger has to say. That guy was a globalist. He wanted, he wanted everything to be controlled.
I mean, I've talked about it before with the Trilateral Commission and all that. Um, and then helping start the uh, World Economic Forum. But there is some key points. So it's like, what are we doing over there? Why are we spending this money? Why are uh, people not being able to get food stamps and that sort of thing? Like, I get it. I may not agree with all that that he says because he obviously has a liberal bent to him. But at least he is talking about a lot of things that other Democrats say nothing about. Complete, utter silence from the left. They don't care. They don't care. They've got this proxy war going on. And they want it to continue. They want to be able to make money off the backs of the American people. So, until we... Uh, recognize what the problems are in the government all this stuff is just going to continue it's going to continue and continue and continue and nothing is going to change like share and subscribe to the podcast i'm on podbean spotify samsung iheart and amazon so like share and subscribe and then i want to give a shout out to my buddies over at the salmon clothing company Everything is 100% made in America. All the cotton, all the stitching, all the leather, all the embroideries. Everything's 100% made in America. There's no outsourcing whatsoever. So go over to their website, type in the promo code AWAKENOTWOKE, and you'll get 10% off on checkout. So go over there, buy a Gadsden flag, buy a Mandate Freedom, buy a American flag. Betsy Ross flag, whatever. Everything is uh, high quality. So go over there and support a 100% made in America company. I'm just starting to feel like uh, what we're seeing with uh, RFK Jr. is literally kind of the same thing that we saw in 2016 when Trump went against the establishment. And I feel like RFK Jr. is literally doing the exact same thing against the Democrats. So we'll see what ends up happening. I think it's absolutely pathetic that they don't want to have debates. We need to have debates. We know that Joe Biden is cognitively not even there. Um, he doesn't know where he is half the time. All he cares about is eating ice cream and sniffing little kids. So... We definitely need to have debates and uh, hopefully something ends up happening with Hunter Biden's laptop. I know that they can't hide from it forever. We know that Hunter Biden's been staying at the White House for, I think, as of right now, I think it's been like two or three months. I mean, he's got his baby mama uh, after him trying to uh, get money from him. And he's trying to avoid the courts right now. So he's in the White House hanging out because they know that he won't be arrested there. But uh, hopefully something ends up happening. Hopefully Joe ends up leaving office. I think the American people are getting tired of him. And the overwhelming majority of Americans don't want Joe Biden to run for president. The polls are out there. It says literally like 75% of the American people don't want him to run. 
so it is pretty interesting i uh i definitely don't know how he got into office besides cheating anyways i mean all the evidence is out there it's all plain to see for everybody they just used uh COVID as an excuse so that they could screw us over but i definitely feel like uh with the Democrat Party, we got a 2016 repeat. So I wouldn't agree with everything that RFK Jr. is about, but I would take him over Joe Biden any day, 100%. Like I said, he has a liberal bent to him, and there's stuff that I disagree with him, but there's humanitarian stuff, COVID jabs. Um, the fact that we got crony capitalism going on and we got these proxy wars that do nothing for the American people going on. So I would have to agree with him on that 100%. So it just is very interesting. And like I said, you have the media on both sides that are owned basically by BlackRock, Vanguard, and Big Pharma. And you know, if you have something like that going on, you aren't getting the truth. Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, they're all like that. They're all owned by BlackRock, Vanguard, and Big Pharma. So, at least RFK is out there talking about the vaccines, and uh, the fact that we shouldn't even be over in Ukraine fighting, and we aren't even getting the we aren't even getting the full spectrum of the truth. They hide so much of it from from us. I don't know what to think. I just know that they're wasting taxpayer dollars. Inflation's went up, and uh, we got a crisis at the border, and you know, we just. I, I, I feel like the American people need to reach that precipice of where they aren't going to believe the garbage. They aren't going to believe the propaganda, the lies that the uh, media is pushing. And the fact that Fox News went from, uh, I think it was like 2.7, 2.8, something like that million views every night on the Tucker Carlson slot to like 1.2, 1.3. So they literally lost more than half the views. There's a reason why, because Tucker Carlson, I think for the most part was telling the truth or was trying to at least tell as much as what he could, you know? So I definitely feel like it's pretty interesting. And uh, I don't know, I guess we'll see. In some ways, I feel like COVID needed to happen, needed to happen for the American people to wake up and realize that their rights are being taken away on a daily basis from our federal government. And now people are waking up and realizing what's being taught in the schools and they're pushing this transgenderism garbage that nobody wants to participate in it. Nobody in their right mind wants to participate in it. And you know what's really sad 
is the fact that the majority of these women that are taking their kids to trans shows are all white, middle-class women. You don't see a lot of dudes there. You don't see a lot of black women there. It's white, middle-class women. Why they're being brainwashed into thinking that it is okay for a little child to go to a trans show and participate in it is mind-boggling to me. They think that they're taking, like, the moral high ground or that they should uh, accept these people or whatever. And it's like I've said before, I feel bad for the trans people. I feel bad for the trans, dis like, the trans dysphoria garbage, you know, but... I don't know. People have got to wake up at some point and have got to realize that there is a lot going on. These puppet masters are pushing this stuff because they want to control us. They want a dystopian society. They want everything for themselves and nothing for the rest. That's why these woke companies push what they push. Why did BlackRock, Vanguard, and Big Pharma push Tucker Carlson out? Because they didn't want the people to hear the truth. They just wanted propaganda. Fox News, they're just controlled opposition. It's plain to see now. But, you know, I think Tucker Carlson will be better off having been gone. He can start his own thing. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to be. Like I said, they got him under contract till the end of 2024. And uh, I don't know. It'll just be really interesting. I wonder if he'll uh, quit taking the money and start speaking the truth. I don't know. We'll see what goes on. It just is very, very, very interesting. But in the end good wins and uh i think people are waking up to all this stuff that's going on hopefully people quit participating in it and realize it's been a psyop and that they've been brainwashed into believing in this garbage and uh i don't know we can get back to uh living our lives like we should be able to without having this uh transgender garbage pushed down everybody's throats because we know that the deep state is pushing it. We know that the government is pushing it. We know that big pharma and the media, they're all pushing this stuff because they make lots of money off of it and they just want to uh, confuse everybody. But like I said, I think everybody's waking up to it. I hope it continues and uh, we can start turning the page and seeing light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> but. <laughs> Anyways, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, iHeart, Chromecast, and Amazon. So like, share, and subscribe. Send it to your friends and family. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Wake Not Woke podcast. Thanks for listening.